Welcome back to Nerd with the Phone Podcast, where it is always time to get nerdified. Hope you're having a lovely, lovely day wherever you find yourself in this world. We hope you enjoy having us along with you, or you along with us, however you want to look at it. It's time to get nerdified. We have a guest today. His name is Mr. Jordan St. James. We're just going to have a fun, wide-ranging conversation, and that's exclusively just for you next Hey, Hey, it's going all right. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you okay. All right, good. Ah, How you been, Jordan? (laughs) Not bad. Doing doing a lot better since last time we talked. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, Turn 30. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What else? I... Went to California, flew across the country to uh, visit my girlfriend's kids. Ah, so been been pretty busy, yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. What have you been up to? Oh man, just basically work, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, little bit of um, I'm renting a home, but like it's super cheap rent. Uh, so like maintenance <laughs> issues kind of fall to me and the other roommate to get done. So that's basically work. And then like my days off are typically spent on some house. So that's where I've been. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good. Oh man. Living the, living the dream, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The American dream, as they say. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, what do you want to talk about today, Bo? <sighs> well, I don't know, man. I'm going to talk, talk about whatever you want, really. There's uh talk about how every year or every couple of years, there's, new, there's a new game system that comes out, right? Like the new generation. Right, and every year, I tell myself, "I'm not gonna get the, I'm not gonna get this one, I'm not gonna get the newest one." And I was like, "I have the Xbox Series X, uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna get the PS5." And then I see games like the new Wolverine game, I see games like uh, God of War Ragnarok, I see a whole bunch of stuff, and I'm like, "God damn, all right, fine, I'll get the game, I'll get the system," you know? Right. But, <laughs> The only place you can get them right now, at least where I am, is on like Facebook Marketplace for about seven hundred to a thousand dollars. Oh, good lord! So, <laughs> yeah, scalpers uh, rule the world, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, hopefully, um, it, again, there's no time frame mm. on these things, but um, they're. Um, Microsoft is doing something, and I'm sure Sony will do a similar thing once they're convinced it's not going to cut into their profit share of the console situation. Yeah. Um, basically, not only is um, Microsoft releasing a little um, like Amazon Fire Stick type thing to go to connect into the back of any television. 
for Game Pass purposes. Um, it, the app is going to be built into, I forget what brand it is. I want to say Samsung, but I can't do the exact quote right now because I, I'm trying to pull it up on Google, but the article's gone. Um, but yeah, so like in a couple of years' time, you'll be able to buy a TV. Mm. That has basically the Xbox built into it, and then uh, those that don't can't afford that TV will be able to buy a little dongle about the same price as an Amazon Kindle situation, and like plug that into any TV you have with USB. So, um, yeah, and hook up any controller you want via Bluetooth. So it's like, all right, Sony, Nintendo. Look over here. Pay attention to this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> my <clears throat> my first game system was like the it was the Super Nintendo, uh, and I I remember those were like the good old days. And I remember, you know, having like the N sixty four, and now you have like the Switch and you have all these other things that basically. Oh, you remember all those old games? You can play them on this now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved like Banjo and Kazooie, Mario Kart, Zelda, all that stuff. <laughs> but Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the um that's the one thing Microsoft seems to be doing like well. Um and I think the only reason that it's felled is because, like, even within Microsoft, there's been some pushback on it. Like, this entire concept of there just not being a console at all, um, I I, I think Microsoft basically restructured itself um, after the Xbox One debacle and the DRM, which I don't really feel like was a debacle the way the rest of the news industry... um, calls it I, I really feel like that was a paid beta for the stuff that's supposed to be coming out by 2025 you know <laughs> where it's just like all right uh, let's see how they react to this about right. the concept of not actually you still there I can't hear you. I don't know if you can hear me, but you cut out. <clears throat> Let's see. Hold on. I'm messaging you on Twitter right now. Hey, you're back. I couldn't hear you for a minute. Yeah. My phone was ringing. Uh, um, well, look at, look at like Google Stadia and what a failure that was. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm curious. What do you think? What do you think the probability is of having something like a Switch, but like a portable Xbox, portable PlayStation, like some handheld device that's essentially the same power that you would get off of like a PS5? You know. Um. Well, I mean, most people seem to think that the um, Steam Deck. Is that, um, but the problem is the price range. Is that things like a used car price? Oh, yeah. But uh, in terms of that going that way, um, I can probably see 
um, Microsoft doing it and not Sony, um, and unless Sony um, works with somebody in Japan, some manufacturer in Japan, and then it just happens to get an international release, I don't see it happening with Sony, um, just because um, Sony's very slow to change. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were still, um, well, actually, to this day, you can still buy a Sony Walkman through official Sony channels in certain parts of the world. So, I mean, if it makes money for them, they're very hesitant to change, and they're also slow to adopt, whereas Microsoft seems to throw anything at the wall just to see if it will stick. So... I mean, look at GTA ages, and you know GTA Six far from being a thing at this point, and Rockstar made I don't even know how much money of it. And it's kind of like, well, hey, you know what? if it's not broke, don't fix it. Throwing updates at it and trying to add stuff, you know. Right. But I think at the end of the day, it's still the same thing. There's only so much to do with a game. Uh, I mean, I... You know, I'm bored with it at this point. I have, like, 300 in the game. I have cars, like, 20 garages. I've beat the game. Like, come on. Let's, let's, go, let's move on with GTA 6, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. The, um... <laughs> yeah, the the industry for of video games is pretty effed up at the moment. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like it's like I don't know in America at least. I mean, I I think Europe um, has some rules against this stuff as well. Um uh, but part of the problem um really um kind of drives back to um with Sega um, and the failure of the um, of the Dreamcast um, late 99, 2000, which really only failed because of piracy. Mm. Um, like within two weeks of that system coming out, the BIOS of the system was out there and every single game available for that system uh, could be pirated. They had no copy protection, like at all, right. or at least you know, at least none that the hackers weren't aware of. And that that's been that's changed the industry for better or worse all the way around ever since. Because the the people left standing, which were you know, Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft. All went. Oh well, that is a problem, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so every everything has to be this contentious thing. Now, um, like I don't think it's as driven by greed as everybody thinks it is. I think everybody's came up with their own safety measures, and they're really, really hesitant to let anybody else in because of it. It just happens to feed a greed cycle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I mean, it's like so for so for like 
uh, I'll change the subject a little bit, but not really. Like Doctor Who, right? It's been around since like the sixties, like the early sixties. You know, and so like, you know, obviously every few years they want to mix up the show a bit, so they recast the the main guy or the main girl, whatever, and then boom, it's it's like a new show, new people, but kind of the same thing. They reuse the same monsters and the same villains that they've had for 60 years. Um, mm-hmm. And for a while, it was like, it was interesting because like for a while, like, so the Doctor has all these regenerations and they're all these different versions of themselves. And it's like, if two Doctors ever meet or come together, somehow something is wrong with the timeline and everything's going to explode, right? Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And then you have uh, you have the 50th anniversary. And the 50th anniversary back in 2013 was, it brought three doctors together. And it, it essentially, they were able to go on this whole adventure together and just do some crazy stuff, like go back to their home planet that was supposedly destroyed. And, and then there was like, there was a cameo by the fourth doctor somehow at the end. And it's, it's, it's interesting how they keep reusing the characters. So like the 60th anniversary is coming up next year. And it's already been reported that like two doctors are returning. And it's like, at some point you kind of have to, like say enough is enough like i like these guys i love the show but i don't know man it's just it's weird to me they just keep recycling them and bringing them back and it's like okay well after a while just, just... well yeah yeah it's one of those deals too like it's interesting talking about pop culture like that um yeah yeah doctor who and i guess uh i guess that goes a ways towards explaining why certain other pop culture shows um, refused to um, keep trying on the spinoff train. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because um, again, we're dealing. I'm dealing with Fox here and the X Files. I mean, I know they tried um, to do a spinoff with the of the Lone Gunman and everything, and then 9/11 happened, and that basically just everybody freaked out and quit that show. It wasn't a ratings problem. It just you know, they happened to make an episode that was really close to what actually happened on September 11, and they were like, "Yep, okay, we're noping out of here." Oh. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, well, I mean, yeah, there's there's like reboots after reboots after reboots, and like one is okay. Like I liked, I like Johnny Depp's uh, Willy Wonka. Right? Okay, but, but now they're rebooting Willy Wonka again with this kid named Timothy Chalamet. Okay. And I have no idea who he is. But after a while, I just, like, just stop, you know? <laughs> well, to be fair, um, when they made the original Willy Wonka with Gene Wilder, um, they not, I mean, okay, whatever he was known for, the little click of... Um, acting people that knew who he was enjoyed but before Willy Wonka nobody really gave a damn about Gene Wilder no so, exactly yeah yeah so it's like all right <laughs> i mean it's it's the same with David Tennant so David Tennant obviously he was one of the doctors he 
he starred in um, he starred in a ridiculous amount of things before Doctor Who, right? Okay. I think it's fair to say that nobody really knew who he was, at least over here, until the show. <laughs> Matt, Matt Smith, another doctor. Um, Matt Smith uh, was in a movie called Secret Diary of a Call Girl. And yeah, I've heard of that. I've never seen it, but I've, I've at least heard of that. He, yeah, he's in that movie. And then he became the doctor and he blew up. And now he's in Morbius. Now he was in uh, the latest Terminator movie. Now he's everywhere. <laughs> okay. You know, so I think, yeah, I, I get what you're saying there, where it's like nobody really knew Gene Wilder until he was the thing that he's now known for. Yeah. Look at, um, oh, my God, I'm blanking on his name. Look at Alan Rickman, right? Uh, Professor Snake, you know? Yeah. Okay, well, he was also in Dogma. He was also in a few other things, but nobody nobody sees him as the guy from Dogma. Or nobody really, like, oh, no, that's Snake. Yeah, the, 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 basically, Die Hard. He had Die Hard, um, but, but everybody forgets that he was the main terrorist guy in Die Hard. I'm not going to lie. I kind of forgot, too. Yeah, but, but like, you, you know, and that's just because of Bruce Willis chewing absolutely every scene in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, when, when you out-chew Alan Rickman, that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I got a lot to look forward to. I'm, I'm going to get the PS5 at some point, even though I said I wouldn't, you know. Uh, my advice is, um, like... Huh. Wait until uh, I want to say like October, yeah. and then search around your area for yard sales. <laughs> I mean, as crazy as this sounds, there's going to be at least one family out there selling a PS5 because their kids, um, you know, their grades are not keeping up. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, and it's going to be a yard sale, and some parent out there. <laughs> Being like, yep, no, nope, I'm selling this for a ridiculously cheap price just to punish this kid. So, <laughs> and I will happily load it into my car as everybody's crying while I drive away. <laughs> like, it sounds bad, but like, hey, tough luck, you know. But Bru- <laughs> I don't know. You know, try to. I'm trying to always look forward to things. You know. Yeah. So, like. Uh, I don't know. My, I've, I've been with my girlfriend since like December 5th. Uh, I met her off at of TikTok, you know, which is crazy to me because like I downloaded the app as a joke. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, you know, like we're living together and like we're planning on getting married at some point. Like, you know, <laughs> she, she's got two kids. So now it's like I have four kids, you know? Right. I'm always looking forward to like the next thing. And I think, I think it's been good. I've been trying to get back into the, the podcast business, but it's, I still sound a bit manic when I record. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to get that under control. Uh, um, well, here's the thing. Okay. Um, yeah. like, like no, no joke about it. Like, I mean, like that sound and everything. Yeah. Like, uh, I, 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 Unless you find a podcaster that speaks like uh, Lewis Black or mm. one of the depressive comics, 
everybody sounds a bit manic because you're trying to convey as much information as fast as possible without <laughs> boring the listener because you don't have video to make up for it. So, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't be too self-critical about it is all I'm saying. I mean, I, I feel bad because I'll be like, you know, I'm really in love with my girlfriend. Hey, did you see Spider-Man? What about Johnny Depp? And I'm like all over the place, you know. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, so the president, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, my girlfriend, right? So I stubbed my toe the other day, and I'm just fucking all over the place. But uh, um, I, I, think I'm just, I think I'm just excited to get back into it because, like, I'm not on the other podcast anymore. Like, they, they, they fired me from that podcast. I see. Yeah, they they're all in Canada and they're all in the same like city or province and so like their goal essentially was to do it in person full time and because they have to do it over Zoom with me it's like it, yeah. it kind of makes it tougher and the and the the conversation I guess doesn't flow as naturally um <laughs> so I was on it for a year and then and then <laughs> then they had a season finale. Uh, and then a couple months later, they're like, yep, so we're going to let you go. I was like, oh, all right. Yep. So. Yep, yep. Well, I mean, that happens. Really? And it sucks. But, like, yeah. the uh, It was like my network. Um, like, there, there's still remnants of it out there. It wasn't my network, but I was on the network. Uh, it was called Indie Blast. And, um, like, basically... We made one big push to um, try to get sponsors in where everybody, it was like 12 of us, 12 different podcasts, where everybody uh, recorded bits uh, for um, the advertiser and everything on, on each of our shows. And then, like, the money would come into the central podcast. And then we dispersed out. And, like, it essentially um, was only paying for the server time to keep the, you know, to keep the website up. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's all it was doing. None of us were actually getting paid. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and, and the guy running it um, was like, you know, at some point during the pandemic, it basically stopped doing that and he was keeping the server going himself, even with the money coming in from advertisers. And it was just like, yeah, no, I think we're all better off just trying to go individual. This experiment didn't work. Sorry about that. But it was two and a half years. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> it was it was fun while it lasted. You know? Yeah. Like the like when I got let go from the show, there was no hard feelings. There was no. Oh, I hate you guys. You saw, like it was literally like, listen, man, we love you. We love the contributions, but we're just going to go in another direction. And they did it super professionally. They did it. They weren't like they weren't like jerks about it, and I wasn't hurt. There was no hurt feelings. So, yeah. I mean, I think I I made connections because of the show. Like I I know I probably talked about it. I don't know if I talked about it last time I was on, but I'm getting my own hot sauce. Oh, um, nice! It's called Borderline Insanity. And <laughs> it's gonna have like Carolina Reapers in it. It's gonna have the Maruga score. It's gonna have all the hot, hottest peppers in the world. <laughs> and it's gonna have a little pair of shades on the bottle, and it's gonna come with one of my wristbands that I have made as well. Um, I don't think I'm collecting a profit from the bottles, but the the guy that's making it bought a bunch of wristbands, and I essentially made my money back, like f from that order 
and from the other podcasting guys, they like I paid eighty dollars and I got two hundred wristbands. Nice. You know? So I yeah. So and I was selling each wristband for like I don't know two dollars a piece, and I made my money back very quickly. Uh, and then it's kind of cool, like they. Like, like I have uh, the merch store isn't up anymore, but I have two coffee mugs with my face on it or my icon on it. Um, yeah, and then I have a sweatshirt with my buddy on it, um, which is kind of cool. But Very... the other thing I was going to bring up is like <clears throat> I've been wanting to start a second podcast for a while. You know, I've been talking about a nerd themed podcast and I want to keep it strict to nerd culture, no politics, no religion, no just straight like games. Right. Yeah. Um, Games, pop culture, like uh, star Wars, star Trek, Dr. Avengers, whatever. Is is not only am I having a horrible time coming up with a name, I'm also worried that I'm going to be as I'm going to be unorganized and like I've I've tried to like I changed my name on Twitter and I've changed my name sort of like on social media. Um, I was I was posting my face on like Instagram and stuff with my sunglasses, my shades, and then I was like, you know what, I don't want to be Facebook. So I deleted all the pictures of me on Twitter and. It- um, and I'm just trying to reinvent myself, but in a way where I don't lose like the overall message, you know. Right. Because I've had people, I had someone email me like a week ago, a week or two ago, about one of the mental health episodes that I did on on, uh, intermittent explosive disorder. And I love getting those emails. Yeah. You know, but I want to, like, so I I tried to sell my computer. Uh Uh-huh. It was not working. It's a gaming computer, dual monitor setup, and I paid a thousand dollars for the total, not including microphone or any of that stuff. Right. I was trying to sell it for seven hundred. Nope. Five hundred. Nope. And I was like, I'm not going below five hundred. I'm. I'm just not. <laughs> Eventually, I took it back. Uh. Uh-huh. I. I. Because I had a, a friend of mine completely wipe the computer. Um, so I got to set it up again as new. It's sitting in my room, uh, and I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited for the future, man. You know, a lot, lot, lot of good stuff to look forward. To. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, when it comes to like naming things, um, I don't know. It's like puns work a lot. Yeah. I mean, you uh, you obviously know that. With a name like uh, with a former Twitter handle and everything like that, so I mean, um, puns are are the way to go. Um, also, synonyms using puns. So, yeah, uh, like I don't, want I don't to do know. something generic like game. Like I don't, I don't want to do anything like that. You know. Well, right, but. At the same time, it's like, um, like okay, what? There's um, a YouTuber, Miss Eileen Smith, that uh, was 
where I learned how to uh, about Anchor and everything like that, about how to use it and how to promote yourself and all this stuff. It's a free YouTube channel and tells you all these things. But one of her deals is like, yes, you want to create a niche, you know what I'm saying? That's something that's like unique to you and your interests, but you don't want to be so niche that nobody's ever heard of it. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Like, yeah. and video games, pop culture and everything, everybody's done it. And I think most of us, most of us have spent entirely too long thinking about the title of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Right there, the interests, the title, the, the title's already there. You just tell people what you do, like essentially your name, whatever name you're going by, that's your podcast title. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't overthink it. Just like here's who I am, bam, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, so, so here's the other thing I was considering. Uh-huh. Is I was considering, so on my podcast, I've talked about nerd stuff before. Like, I haven't just done mental health. And so right now, I'm thinking of, like, I'm thinking of keeping the podcast now and then maybe just doing mental health on, like, days, like, mental health or, or like, themed um, or mental health Mondays have a rhyme to it. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think because like I'm, I'm just openly thinking now because like when I started my podcast, I was recording every day, and I burnt out so fast. Right. I want to do like I want to do like once a week, but I also want to have theme days where maybe like oh here's a special episode. On, on like a Thursday or like a Monday that I wouldn't normally release, you know, well, maybe instead of a second podcast, just kind of reworking the one I have. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been rethinking the way I've been doing things. Um, and for me, the idea that I've come up with, um, and especially thanks to the Riverside here, the um, it, it has video and everything, and it kind of changes the game um, for me. Um, where Anchor has this integrated, where like previously you would need uh, um, a big computer rig and all these other things. Now Riverside's integrated with Anchor, so you can do a live stream situation um, that would, you know, essentially as long as everybody's on Anchor, it uh, you know, or through Riverside, it's like it's the it's a free. Dill, you only get so many minutes per month that way on the free plan, but then like nine, ten bucks a month gets you five hours of live streaming a month, you know. And it's like, all right, but you can have like 12 people on the stream, up to 12 people on the stream at once. And you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And then you can pull up what you're talking about and show the audience and everything. And I was like, I can totally see that the advantage of that, you know, but but it's like, I don't know. But for me, I, when I, when, when I get going on this, um, what I'm going to do is basically like, because I was having burnout too, is what I'm getting at. And you know, when it comes to podcasting, at least the audio portion of it, um, it really the amount of time you spend doing it needs to be relative to the amount you're getting back from it. And like, 
you know, in terms of recording daily and everything like that. Yeah, that's a that's a work ethic style thing, but it really has nothing to do like we podcasters like to tell ourselves it really has nothing to do though with uh, the whether or not the podcast is going to be successful so you might as well pick out a few subjects record a few episodes in advance and do and really and drop them all at once you know and then just have them release on certain days especially since anchor will let you do that in a very easy way to schedule the release dates and you're done and maybe do a live episode once per month where you get to interact, you know, yeah. that that's the, that's the real proper smart way to do it. But none of us seem to be doing it that way. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I have a Twitch and I haven't touched it in God knows how long. But I, like, <clears throat> if I did a podcast like on here, I would love once a month if I did like a live stream podcast. Uh, you know, you see my icon, uh, you know, and, and people can come into the chat. Uh, maybe I can have other people kind of come into the stream, do, do like a. Do like a Zoom recording, but broadcast on Twitch so most people can see it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Still there. <laughs> yeah, I'd love. I'd love to. I'd love to do some sort of like team thing because when I was on the like, when I do this, it's nice. I, I I like. It's not just me talking to myself. You know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So. For real. For real. Yeah. No, I got you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I don't mind it. You know, I, I talk to myself a lot, not like just every day, you know, mm-hmm. but it's nice to have different opinions. It's nice to, you know, with, with the show that I was doing, there's three other guys. So we were, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I got you. It's just one of those kind of deals, but that's basically where um that's like what i'm going to be doing and you know starting in august like basically well july really i'm going to spend july recording the episodes that you'll hear in august unless there's breaking news that has to go out that day or something yeah you know that's the way i'm going to do it but yeah i mean totally um there should be integration you would have to look on the river you know look into the riverside situation on anchor and see what the connectivity with twitch is but but um i i know plenty of podcasters on twitter uh swear by riverside so it's like okay you know it has to have a, a good integration suite i just don't know what uh pay tier that integration starts at Right. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, right now I'm I'm just DoorDash for a living, you know. So uh, it's not like I have a. I'm trying to get a regular job where I can have steady income. I mean, DoorDash is great and all, but it's not. That, I, I need more, you know. <laughs> like I need more. I'm dashing essentially for gas money at this point. <laughs> yeah, trust me. Um, it's like no offense to you since you're actually doing it, but it's like um, I work in a restaurant, and uh, like yeah, the DoorDashers—you can tell the ones that are making money 
and you can tell the ones that are barely getting the gas. Yeah. And, and like, it's such a, it, honestly, DoorDash is just as competitive as the uh, podcasting market, really, when it comes down to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's one of those. It's like you got one person come in and um, they'll have six orders you know, from you, and then you have another DoorDasher come in, and they're 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 picking up a taco. Well, they're picking up one taco. You know, well, you know they're not getting a tip. So, uh, you know, it's like, oh, God, why would you order one taco? What are you doing anyway? You know. No, I mean DoorDash is is crazy because like. <clears throat> DoorDash itself as a company needs to do better for its drivers anyway. Because, like, we're so I do essentially like the dollar a mile rule, or I do something close to it. Where, if so, the other day I got a request to go 35 miles in one direction, five dollars. And I said, I said, no, I'm not. And you can decline offers, like, you'll get constant offers and you can decline them. Um, if I'm getting an order, like I'll go, I get offered $15 to go 11 miles. Like you, you have to do the calculations in your head, you know, and my girlfriend likes to say I'm picky. I'm not, I just can't afford the gas. <laughs> then whatever you, if you want instant deposit, cause you can either wait a week and get it like a normal paycheck or get it that day. DoorDash, if you choose to get it that day, DoorDash takes $2 right off the top. Uh huh. So, do and 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 the thing is, is like I'll go to. There's a restaurant near my house, and I avoid this restaurant because every time I go there, I'm waiting 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and when you're a DoorDasher, time is money, and you can't afford to be waiting. And I'll go to other restaurants, and the order will be ready like 30 seconds after I got it on my phone. You see, this is another interesting. This is an interesting conversation since I work in restaurants and you during DoorDash. Yeah. You see, because here's the thing: like, I mean, you you shouldn't have to wait 20 minutes every time. That's a that sounds like a staffing problem. Yeah. But at, but at the same token, what drives me nuts as a former manager of a fast food chain is this idea that we have to have the food up and waiting before the DoorDasher gets there. Right. Because, because of the fact that there's that time crunch aspect of it. But what happens after you drop off the food is that the restaurant a lot of times winds up losing money because the food is cold and that's not your fault. That's not our fault. It's the fact that the food has to be ready a full 10 minutes before the door actually gets there in order to keep up with demand. Yeah. You know what oh, I'm saying? I, I, I know dashers. I know dashers that um, as soon as they get the request on their phone, they'll be at the restaurant and expect it ready. <laughs> I'm not like that. Like, so I park at the Walmart parking lot, and within within a mile of me, there's at least like nine or ten different restaurants. There's literally a strip of restaurants, like a almost like a main street style area. Yeah, and. Sometimes I'll go to the other side of town. Sometimes, like there's a Chipotle or not a Chipotle. There's a Taco Bell directly across the street from Walmart. So I'll go 
I'll, I'll be in Walmart. I'll get a request for Taco Bell pickup. I'll go there. And, well, it's fast food, so, it you know, they usually have it right away. But right. earlier today, I went to Chipotle, which is maybe 100 yards from the Taco Bell, maybe 200 yards from Taco Bell. Right. Um, still technically across from the Walmart, but they sometimes you got to wait a little bit. You know what I mean? And I, I am not one of those people that's going to be, you have to have it ready. Like, Uh especially if it's busy, like you have to go and you have to make the food and like the restaurant that usually takes forever in my area is Applebee's. And so you have steak, you have chicken, you have all this other stuff. So I get it. It takes time to prepare. But sometimes I'll go to a restaurant, I'll see the order on the counter in the bag but they won't let you take it yet. They have to confirm it with the kitchen, even though the, the the receipt is right there. And then they have to check your phone, which is understandable. And there's a whole procedure. And then other places, they have a shelf off to the side, and you can just walk in, grab the order, and go. Mm-hmm. So it's it all depends on the restaurant. I, I'm usually very patient, uh, except for this one restaurant that takes forever. Uh, and again, I know it's not their fault. They're not they're not slowing down on purpose. Like staffing, mm. the food takes time to cook. Like I get it. But, but yeah, no, the, uh, it's really, um, unfortunate. Like, I mean, I get it. I just, uh, I, this is one of those deals where I sort of wish as a, um, worker in a restaurant, and I think the consumers ultimately and the employees of the delivery places would ultimately be more happy. Like, I wish every company um, could, like, like I, I wish it wasn't a central location of, like, Uber Eats or DoorDash or ABC startup delivery service that, that started this. I wish the fast food industry had invented the delivery apps themselves and each place had their own drivers that you were, you know, essentially contracted out to like, you know what I'm saying? You could work for as many of them as you want, but you, you know, like I I wish there was no central agency like DoorDash. No, I get it. You know, where that each store had their own policy Like, I mean, I know they already do, but it would just be easier that way for everybody involved. You're just like, oh, I want Taco Bell. You order from the Taco Bell app and a Taco Bell driver will bring it to you, you know, instead of it having to be DoorDash or whatever. Because, like, I mean, the concept is fine. Like, if I if my car broke down and I can, you know, send a, you know send an uber to go get the car part i need and working on on the side of the road that that that's pretty awesome but like i don't know the quality the quality of the thing seems to not be working for everybody as intended (laughs) no i agree i mean it it depends too because like so i worked from i worked for three three and a half hours this morning and I made $39. I've had other days where I've made $30 an hour. And it's interesting too, like, so uh, when I was looking for a regular job, I saw Walmart delivery drivers advertised. But, but DoorDash is contracted 
one of their contracts is with Walmart. So I've picked up giant Walmart orders. I've picked up toys. You know, we'll go to we'll go to other grocery stores. I've been to like pharmacies. I've been to like pet pet food stores. And um, when I first started doing Walmart deliveries, I texted the person. And when you're a DoorDash driver and you text a customer, a little pretext pops up and says, "This conversation is related to a DoorDash order." Uh-huh. And they'll go, I didn't order DoorDash. I'm like, I- I'm just doing a Walmart delivery, man. <laughs> and and the other thing is like, I know I've picked up from Pizza Hut. I've picked up from a local bakery that has delivery drivers. Like I've picked up from restaurants that have delivery drivers. And I'm and I'm thinking if I'm a delivery driver for this restaurant and then I, I just feel like DoorDash would be taking away money that I could be earning. You know, yeah, 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 exactly. And I mean, pre previously, I don't know. It's weird. Like, <laughs> as a world, as a world society, right? We suddenly went from okay, Chinese food, pizza. That's all you can get delivered. Yeah, we, we, we like my entire life. That's all it was. And then suddenly. There's a company like it, it. It can be Gordon Ramsay's own restaurant if you live close enough to it. DoorDash can deliver that to you, and the restaurant doesn't seem to have any choice in the matter. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that is where I have a problem. It's like, okay, like I'm going to order. Like I, I've had this argument with my own roommates here. Like you know like uh there's a restaurant around here called O'Charlie's and uh they they do steaks and fish and things like that and it's like basically an olive garden but for like classic american sit down food uh <laughs> yeah and like they have flame and yawn on the menu and i i told her my roommate i was like it's like if you're going to order flame and yawn <laughs> Like, we might as well just get ready to send this back immediately. And it's like, well, maybe. It's like, listen, there's just no way they're going to be able to deliver filet mignon in a way that you're going to be wanting to eat it. Yes. <laughs> it's like, it's not going to happen. You know? Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's like, like, it's different if you go uh, onto their website, order off their app, have them cook it and you're driving to the location to pick it up yourself and eat it in the parking lot. Yeah. Like then it'd be fine, but there's just no way there's so much traffic. They might have 10 other deliveries before they can even bring you the flame and yon. that, that stuff is going to be cold. If they didn't cook it the way you wanted it. Then. <laughs> well, yeah. Then you're screwed. Yeah. But so I have, I have insulated back. Um, and I personally, like, I don't know about other drivers, I personally never take more than two orders. <laughs> because, because you can get, so, like, when, uh, when I first started DoorDash, I, three or I, to, I went to this place called Five Guys, Burgers and Fries. I went to Wendy's, and I went to Chipotle. And I picked up the Wendy's first, and I was still picking up the other orders. Now, that Wendy's order is still waiting for the yeah. They eventually, they eventually canceled their order after I had picked up the food. So I got, I got to eat it, but like <laughs> my ratings were affected. Yeah. And if I'm, so I don't, 
I keep to that two delivery maximum and I'm turning down a lot of orders, which again affects your rating. So, like, if I go into my DoorDash app, there's where's the rating? They have customer rating, they have acceptance rate, which my acceptance rate is like 29% because I don't take shit like two dollars for 20 mile orders. (laughs) My completion rate. Is ninety nine? I don't know if I have hundred, not a hundred. Um, there is like lifetime deliveries, and then there's on time or early. And if your customer rating or completion rate falls below a certain percent, you can get deactivated. Yeah. So well, I could tell you. I could tell you why it's not a hundred percent from the restaurant side of it. What well, what happens is, um, okay, so you come to my restaurant. I, I bag the food, you come get it, and you take it to the customer, yeah. all right? The customer finds something wrong, whether there was something wrong with it or not, finds something wrong with the order, and they get on the DoorDash app, and they say, I want a refund. My my food, the X was wrong with it, okay? So then... You don't get paid. DoorDash refunds the money. DoorDash makes the restaurant refund the money. So then everybody has just lost money except for the customer. Oh, I I still get paid. Yeah. I get paid regardless. I've I get I I the thing is is like when I first started DoorDash, let's say you go to a donut shop and you order three donuts, right? Uh-huh. You, you and it was three chocolate donuts, let's say the same kind, and then there was one strawberry donut, right? It, it's not going to care about the strawberry donut, but it's going to ask you if you can you confirm that there's three donuts in there. And you used to be able to go, okay, yes, there's three chocolate donuts. I checked, but now every restaurant seals the bag because they don't want the doctor stealing it. And I'm not going to steal food anyway because it's stupid, but, right? Because I don't want someone touching my food. I'm not going to touch someone else's food. But so they steal the bags, so I don't know if there's something missing. You know what I mean? So if they're missing uh, a couple hot sauce packets or a taco or something, whatever, like I have no idea. Yeah. Um. You know, in other places, they'll leave their like five guys steals their food. What? What does the ninety nine? The ninety nine restaurant does not steal their bags, um, <laughs> but other places do. So you can kind of look in. And you're not going to open the containers, but you can say, yeah, there's three containers in here. <laughs> but I've also, what, what pisses me off is like, I'll, I'll, like, let's say I go to Walmart and I pick up diapers, Cheez-Its, juice boxes, whatever. I go to the person's house. They're not answering. I can't, I can't technically leave unless I know that they know there's an order and, or, or if there's an apartment um, and the directions are bad. Uh, I've actually had to return items. I've had to go back to Walmart, go through the line, and go, hey, or go to the customer service desk and go, hey, I got to return these. The customer didn't, whatever. And because it's DoorDash, it takes forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Walmart as a company, I can complain about them forever, but, you know, they, like, one day, I I was bringing chocolate milk 
and um, cheese its to this college dorm. And I couldn't, I couldn't get a hold of the person, so I ended up having to return it. And I worked at Walmart, so I know what they do with food that is not used. They destroy it. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, so I'm a single father of two. Like, I'm on food stamps here, and can I, can I keep cheese its Like, I'll even pay for them. And they're like, nope, we have to destroy them. Yeah. Yeah, it's most ridiculous BS thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, trust me. I got wrote up. Um, and it's not just Walmart, it's like a lot of corporate. corporate. Uh, I used to work for a restaurant, uh, fast food restaurant that's famous for their chili. Yeah. Get you there without saying it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, like when it was uh, okay, and like I don't know what kind of house you grew up in. Hmm. Like, it, like the thing with that chili, it, 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 like it was only good for two and a half days, not even a full three days. It was only good for two and a half days, right. and then I, in the very minute that it's out of time, you have to throw it out. Right. So I, I was in my first uh, managerial position. And I was taking that stuff home. And I got wrote up and fined $75. Jesus. $75 because I was taking home chili that was going to be thrown out anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, <laughs> I think I think there's like, there's reasonable things where, like, if you eat something from their store and you get sick, you could like sue them. So I think they're trying to protect themselves. I think I think what's ridiculous though is like so when I was working at Walmart, I was unloading a truck and we had a case of like eight pickles, right? Eight jars of pickles. Uh, <laughs> one of the jars was cracked. Uh-huh. So we had to toss all of them. Yeah. Like eight like seven other jars that you could have donated to employees or food shelters or food pantries. Nope, you gotta toss them all. And yeah, like with the chili, like my dad uh, was really poor and he, when he worked at Dunkin' Donuts, they would sometimes let him take home the donuts at the end of the day. Or like he worked at uh, Pizza Hut, they let him take home some of the salad bar stuff. Like some places are okay with it, but like Walmart just pisses me off, man. Yeah, that, I'm pretty sure that's a subreddit by now. <laughs> yeah. Walmart pisses me off. What you got? You know? <laughs> oh man. You know, and like like I worked there and it was I hated throwing all the food away. Like expired food, uh rotisserie chicken not too long. Like that stuff I get. But, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Well, the one that got me uh, it wasn't Walmart, but I had a cousin uh when I was young that worked at Kmart, the old the old blue light special Kmart. Yeah. Um, when they first, um, uh, people forget that the Kmart was the one that first uh, put the grocery store in there. Walmart was still doing individual stores, not even a super center yet. But um, like, yeah, when that food situation, when they started doing actual groceries at Kmart, um, like, yeah, the amount of food just getting thrown away the amount of people in my cousin's department that got fired because we were in um, 
Eastern Tennessee, um, Southeastern Tennessee, and people that got fired for taking the expired food home, like they were just like constantly hiring new people because like <laughs> the Tennesseans couldn't grasp their headline. That's perfectly good milk. I'm taking it home, you know? Like, I mean, yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, it, that was the 80s, though, but you know what I'm saying? So it's just yeah. like that, that's where the stuff comes from. It, that's where the draconian policies come from because I'm sure Kmart didn't start out with the with the thing but then like what like you said people started getting sick and suing and then they're like well now we have to be dicks yeah you know what i mean (laughs) but like so i used to work at at marshall's uh for a temporary position and marshall's they have i had to unload one of the trucks and we unloaded a really nice computer chair um the I don't know if it was in transport or what, but one of the wheels was busted. Easily fixable, but busted. And they're like, we're just going to toss this chair. And I'm like, well, can I have it? I'll even pay whatever. And they're like, no, we have to toss this chair. I'm like, this is such a waste. Like, it's not food. I'm not going to get sick. You know, I can replace the wheel in like five minutes. Uh, <laughs> This is a tip for anybody working retail. Um, if you can manage to find a dumpster that doesn't technically belong to your company and throw said item away in said dumpster that's on on similar, like you might share a dumpster <laughs> with a neighboring store and throw shit in there and then come back after your shift and pick that stuff up, you haven't broken any law except for perhaps... T- um, except for perhaps trespassing, which, by the way, for a dumpster is like a $25 fine. So, um, (laughs) just saying. (laughs) But, like, I'm all heated about Walmart now. Because, like, when I worked there, they said we could not go into the stores on our day off to try and memorize the layout. So... Often customers would come up to me, and I wasn't ever out front. I was mostly in back unloading trucks. But the rare occasion I was out front, they'd be like, hey, what aisle is this in? And I'd be like, I have no idea. You know, because they will not allow you to memorize the store off the the clock. See, see, that wouldn't be such a pain in the ass if I didn't know how crappy Walmart, the Walmart app is. Because, like, like, seriously, okay, like... You know, like at least update the Walmart app to where like it knows what store you're in, and then you can be like, "Oh, hey, do you have the Walmart app?" Okay, just pull it out and like you know, type in what you're looking for, and it will give you a Google Map type directions to where you want to be. Yeah. That, that that would that's the solution to that. Because I get why, from a security standpoint, I get why they don't want you doing that, but like. I mean, also at the same time, um, after you've worked there a number of years, you're going in those store layout too, which is why they rearrange stores in the first place, whether corporations want to admit that or not. Um. <laughs> no, that, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, but, but so here's the thing too, is they're very strict about the break policy, lunch policy. Like, you cannot be a second over. When it is your time, you need to clock out on the second, right? <laughs> And but they also teach that if there's a mess, you cannot leave it unattended. Like if somebody spills something, you have to pick it up or help pick it up. 
And so one time I'm working at Walmart and I see that somebody spilled a ton of detergent. And so I was like, okay, you got to start the process. You got to put on the protective equipment. You got to lay out the cones. You know, you got to take care of the situation. The problem was, is I was supposed to clock out in like a minute. I ended up like getting written up because I was trying to not, I was trying to do exactly what they wanted me to do, which was clean up the mess and not leave it unattended. And I got written up for it because I was, I was like a minute over what I should have taken for my break. Well, yeah, that's the, um, that's the rub. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, cause I've been in management. I, I somewhat understand corporates, corporations, um, points, but at the same time, um, it, it's a different, um, corporate culture, like an office that's, uh, there to make sure that the company makes money and everything like that, uh, regardless of the field of work. They are almost never in touch with what the thing their company is known for actually is. What that business, like the the dealing with the customers and all that, they really are very disconnected from. They're they're only worried about not getting sued and making sure that the company makes money. And if they have some morality, they want to make sure that their employees are paid and have health care. Yeah. But, but beyond that, core companies at the very tip top, um, that's its own thing. Keep it, keeping the machine running is its own business, and the ground floor people are just left to deal with people that don't understand what's happening at the ground level because they've probably never worked a a register in their life or even picked up a 24-pack, a single 24-pack of Coca-Cola. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, I get it. And and it's hard, too, because, like, I, I, I can understand why companies do certain things, but I don't know. Like, the last thing I'll say about Walmart is, like, I unloaded trucks and a lot of the guys I worked with or there was at least three guys that I worked with that just didn't speak any English. They they kind of understood it, but like they didn't speak it, which, okay, whatever. And so a lot of times there'd be this big language barrier and when you're unloading trucks, there's a conveyor belt, uh, just a metal roll conveyor belt, not automated. And there's like the grocery side and then there's the like toy side books like regular bullets like we had to unload guns like we had to unload like everything that's not food right gotcha so so we would have a pallet that we would stack all our stuff on it was all organized and management came to me one day and they said your 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 speed is good you know but your pallet stack is too messy you're you're not taking enough time to make sure that it's not going to fall out or fall down on the floor and hurt someone right because we will We'll take the pallets and we'll put them on the floor for everyone else to unload. Right. And so they're like, listen, you need to slow down and improve your stack. And I was like, okay. So I slowed down, I improved my stack, 
And then one day, after I had unloaded the entire truck, basically by myself and one other guy, they pulled me in and they're like, hey, so remember how we told you to slow down? Yeah. Well, you're too slow, and now we're going to fire you. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. You know, like I get why they wanted to why they wanted to wait, like they wanted the truck unloaded. Totally get that. Not mad at all. But it's the fact that like they're like, hey, slow down. I did slow down and then they fired me. Well, here's the thing, right? The um the thing that ticks me off on that one, uh this is where um Walmart um being against and not just Walmart, but like most companies that do what walmart does are against the workers having a union but the reason that they do that the the reason that like they, they could save themselves so much trouble even on the corporate side if they would just allow the unions because the reason they have to do that is the truckers the truckers have a union yeah you know what i'm saying and and they when the law says they have to go on break which is the union rules, like, like, boom, the, the, their job is to get the stuff there. Yeah. And if they have time, they're required to help unload it. But if they don't have the time and they're not allowed to work anymore, they're off the clock. They're done. You know, right. and it's, it's one of those deals. You signed up to work at Walmart, not to be a trucker. There's a different, you know what I'm saying? These two things are not the same. So, you know, at the very at the very least, if Walmart isn't going to allow the workers to have a union, they should try to get the trucker union that works with Walmart to ensure that the trucker is bringing help to unload, so that you know, it, you know what I'm saying. It used to be on the delivery people to unload it, and. Yeah. Like, and wasn't that long ago. I mean, I'm only 47. So, but, but you know what I'm saying? Back when I was 13, that's how it was. If you were a truck driver, you unloaded it, and maybe you got help from the place that um, you were delivering to, or maybe you didn't. But the, truck yeah. driver, but the truck driver always unloaded his own load. He didn't always load his own load, but he always unloaded. And... You know, here we are now, 2022, and, you know, Walmart workers can get fired. It's like the reason the Walmart worker can get fired is because it's two different industries. Shipping and handling is not Walmart. It's not stocking a shelf. You know, it's it's a different thing. It's a completely different thing. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it was in the '90s because I was just a kid. But like, I know back in the day, you used to be able to walk into a place and go, "Hey, I want a job," and they'd go, "All right, cool, you're hired." Yeah, you yep. know. Now nowadays, my dad has a bachelor's degree in criminal, uh, whatever it is, and he he's been told he's overqualified for jobs. He's been, t- he's been told like he has too much experience and then, and then you you have jobs that require two to three years experience but you can't get any experience in that field because every other job in that field guess what requires two to three years experience at, yeah at, at this point uh, the world in general has so many rules that it doesn't quite i mean like 
we don't think about them until some obvious things come up. Yeah. But like, um, there's still a rule uh, two blocks from where I live. Like, basically, it's a like it's a weird one. There's Franklin Street uh, over here where they do all of our street fairs. You know, and the um, classic car shows, uh, uh, fall festivals, those those style of things and uh, there is a it's still posted there's signs up because it's still technically a law in this town but basically it's illegal to ride a horse down franklin street after 7 p.m on sunday yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah when was the last time this was a problem Uh, (laughs) i I live in new hampshire and there's a there's a law that says you cannot Go number two in the bathroom and look up at the same time on a Sunday. What? Who's going to enforce that? What kind of law is that? <laughs> you know, in Connecticut, it's illegal for pickles to bounce or not bounce or some shit. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yep. But, yep. Yep. All right. Woo. But huh. this, was, this was fun, you know? Yeah. but i gotta uh i gotta go take care of some family business yeah i gotta i gotta call back whoever was calling because i couldn't actually see who it was it was it wasn't showing me who was calling it just it showed the accept or decline and i was like i'm gonna have to decline i'm in the middle of recording uh yeah yeah oh what one last thing before we get off if if you're an employer Mm -hmm. listening to this Stop, like, you need to be very careful who you hire and who is, like, you need to check in on managers. Like, I applied to a local gas station two weeks ago, and for a week, I didn't hear anything. For a week, the manager was saying that they weren't, they haven't looked at the applications yet. I'm like, all right, well, clearly you're not that desperate. And then a couple days ago, the manager of this gas station is trying to actively discourage me from taking the job. Oh wow! So, just if you're a company, be very careful who you're hiring, and 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 have secret, have like secret shoppers checking on your managers. You know, oh, definitely. So, <laughs> but all right, man. Yeah, this this is good. I'll uh, I'll definitely look forward to chatting with you again. Yep, yep, yep. We'll get uh, talking on the on the twitters about uh, maybe doing that live stream. Uh, I gotta because I gotta do a test stream at some point. Uh, you know, figure on that sometime in the next few weeks, but it's been fun. Yeah, man. All right. Well, hey, I'll talk to you later, okay? Yep, yep. All right. Wait. Peace. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for sticking all the way to the end of this episode. If you are here, thank you so very much. It's awesome. Thank you people that listen all the way through you guys are the true rock stars out here i'm telling you all right thank you so much for being here today thank you again to jordan st james awesome interview as always my dude all right so coming up on august august 12th that is the anniversary of this here nerd with a phone podcast gonna have a live stream with video y'all gonna get to see my face for better or worse that's when it happens, August 12th. 
More details in the weeks to come. Follow Nerd with the Phone 1 on Twitter and Instagram. We'll put the details out there as soon as we have them. Again, thank you, Jordan. And so ends another episode for Dread for Rock 574. I've been your host, Charles, and you, of course, have been you. Until next time, peace. <laughs>